Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. Man, oh, if a, only they were hearing what we were talking about before the microphones came on. They think that every episode. I tell you what, I'm, I, I am happy that it's Friday. I'm looking forward to uh, a weekend being together, worshiping the Lord. If uh, you are in the Tampa area, I invite you to come join us at Livingston. All the information you'll need is at christiansmeethere.org, christiansmeethere.org. And this is the last day for Psalm 22 discussion. So we're going to read it again. Let's do it. The whole thing from the New oh, International oh, Version. Oh, 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 what did you want to say? And, and. Oh. Today is the 250th episode of, of Text Talk. Talk. Wow. Yeah, 250 episodes. So thank you to our listeners. Thank you to subscribers, subscribers. Raiders, reviewers. All those people. Thanks, of course, always to my mom. <laughs> to mom. <laughs> to mom. <laughs> so, Psalm 22 All from right. the New International Version. <laughs> On this 250th episode of Text Talk. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, and I'm not silent. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the praise of Israel. In you our fathers put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried to you and were saved. In you they trusted and were not disappointed. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by men and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. From birth, I was cast upon you. From my mother's womb, you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me, strong bulls of Bashan encircle me, roaring lions tearing their prey, open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It is melted away within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs have surrounded me. A band of evil men has encircled me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them and cast lots for my clothing. But you, O Lord, be not far off. O my strength, come quickly to help me. Deliver my life from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lion. Save me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will declare your name to my brothers. In the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or disdained the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but he has listened to his cry for help. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. The poor will eat and be satisfied. They who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations." 
All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him, those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn, for he has done it. For he has done it. It is finished. It is finished. Yeah, yeah, it is finished. (laughs) Okay, so, all right, I'm just... I had a place I was holding in my Bible. If, you know, when we have the video, you'll see this. And then I I just motioned with my hand and I lost my place. So there. Well, that's what that was about. That sounds like you were wanting to go somewhere. Before I start talking, what were you wanting to check? I was trying to get ready for where I thought you were going. So, you know, which is to talk about, which we, you know, we haven't spent a whole lot of time talking about this, but the end of the psalm, all of the Thanksgiving and the feast. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me tell. All right, let's find out if you were reading my mind. Where did you think I was going to go? I thought you were going to go to Leviticus chapter seven to share with us something insightful about these feasts <laughs> that well, the Jews would observe. Hey, you know what? That I, I was going to actually point out the end of what I was going to do, but that's actually the next step on the journey. I, I want us to end up actually. I know this is going to be surprising. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag because I want folks to know where I'm going. I want to talk about the Lord's Supper. Okay. But let me tell you how I get there. Okay. And it is through Leviticus chapter 7. Okay. And so here's a really cool thing. Here at the end of this psalm, it's something that we might miss not having been brought up as Jews going to offer sacrifices at the temple. Right. And in our mind, we might think that those sacrifices were all slaughtered and then burned up. But that's not true. There were peace offerings that actually produced peace feasts, and you had thanksgiving offerings, and you have votive offerings or vow offerings. So I see that you've got your finger back in the scripture. So if you're in Leviticus chapter 7. Yeah, just just to tie into what you're saying, because it was a lengthy reading, but in verse 25 and 26 of the psalm, my praise shall be of you in the great assembly. I will pay my vows before those of you. Here's our votive offerings. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Yeah. And it even okay. goes down to verse 29. All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship. Eat and worship. We've got this, we've got this picture of a feast. So offerings that turn to feasts, and that calls us back then to Leviticus chapter 7. Okay, so Leviticus 7 verse 15. The flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering for thanksgiving shall be eaten the same day it is offered. He shall not leave any of it until morning, verse 16. But if the sacrifice of his offering is a vow or a voluntary offering, it shall be eaten the same day that he offers his sacrifice. But on the next day, the remainder of it also may be eaten. The remainder of the flesh of the sacrifice on the third day must be burned with fire. If I'm, and so when, when we're reading in the Psalms and it talks about, I will pay my vows, it's actually going back to that. Yes. It's the fact that there are votive offerings that are given. And so this is all under the heading of peace offering. There were yeah. two different kinds, the thanksgiving and the votive. And notice that the feasting of the two is actually a little bit different for mm-hmm. the peace offering, I think it was, or excuse me, for the thanksgiving offering, it's eaten on that day and then the rest is thrown away. For the votive offering, you can actually have two days, two the days day of the feast. sacrifice and the next one. But on the third day, you burn it all up. Yeah, burn the rest up. So here at the end of Psalm 22 is a picture of this votive sacrifice and the feast that ensues. But it's but it's taken to this extreme level, which was a great thing of joy. I was just going to say that when we think about these, you know, animals being killed, sometimes that's kind of a sad thing. Yeah. But then when you realize, oh, they were all going to gather around, and there was even going to be some given to the poor, and all of this, that this was a, a time of great joy for the people. Well, you know, a big meal of Thanksgiving, and I think a lot of Americans probably get a little sense of what that 
could feel like. I love Thanksgiving. I do too. <laughs> what? So here's the beautiful picture in Psalm 22. Back in Leviticus, we might see that as an individual thing or maybe even a family Sure, thing. sure. And you know, we're going to offer the sacrifice and now our family is going to have this feast. Here in Psalm 22, it's the king who's come back and he has invited not just his family. He has invited the congregation of the people of God. He has invited the nation from from the prosperous to the poor, Mm -hmm. from those who are abounding to those who are dying and perishing. Mm -hmm. Whatever whatever place of life they're in in the nation, they get to come and be a part of this. And they don't just get to witness him pay his vows. They actually get to fellowship in the sacrificial meal, in the votive Thanksgiving peace offering meal. And it becomes this amazing feast. It's actually reminiscent of the offerings that Solomon offered in first Kings. I think it's like about verse or chapter eight, where he is dedicating the temple. Right. Oh, and there's, there's like the thousands. thousands and thousands yeah. of sacrifices. And then the people feast and feast. Sure. And now, I, I mean, I understand where that breaks down because most of those were guilt offerings that do get burnt up, but I'm just trying to get us to see the sacrifice and the feast coming together. And it's that kind of rejoicing, the same kind of rejoicing they did when the temple was built and the glory of the Lord mm-hmm. came and dwelt right. among his people yeah. and that rejoicing that's the exact same kind of rejoicing and feasting that we yes, are seeing yes, yes. here at the end of Psalm 22 but let's keep looking and notice what it says all of this is not just going to have the congregation mm-hmm. praising the Lord but it's actually going to go to the ends of the earth yeah verse 27 all the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord all the families of the nations And then it's not only going to be all the people who are alive now, but it's also going to be a posterity, descendants, Mm -hmm. and to one as yet unborn. Mm -hmm. So here is this feasting, this sacrificial meal that becomes a sign not only to the people who witnessed the Mm -hmm. deliverance, Mm -hmm. but it becomes a sign for generations. Yeah. To say, let me tell you what the Lord has done. Yes. Does that sound like anything to you, Andrew? Well, you know, when you explain it like that, it kind of does. It sounds like communion. It sounds like the Lord's Supper. You didn't think I could get there, did you? Well, I was curious, <laughs> but <laughs> no. you did. So, I tell you, I'm I'm, I'm with you. So, so let me be 100% clear. I am not saying that Psalm 22 is a prophecy of the Lord's Supper. But it certainly fits it certainly the picture fits. with the death and the resurrection yeah. and the telling of it. I think I might go the other way, though, and say that the Lord's Supper is a fulfillment of this psalm. And I know that's weird to say it's not a prophecy, but this is a fulfillment. But really what I'm getting at is I don't read Psalm 22 and say, oh, you know what? That means we need to have a memorial meal that we participate in on the first day of the week of unleavened bread and fruit of the vine. But when I learn about that in the New Testament and I participate that and I come back to Psalm 22, I realize, ah, this is... This is one of the things I'm doing when I participate in this this meal, in this this yeah. memorial. And and I know that for us it is a memorial. And I, I really look, I don't care how much bread or juice but, people eat, but it's a memorial. Well, it's, it is. It's not about the amount. And whether whether I eat a little bit or a big, whether I drink a small cup or a big cup, what I am doing is I am feasting on the body and blood of the Lord, and I am proclaiming what the Lord has done even to a generation that didn't yeah. see it. That's what I was, that's what, that's the connection I saw. My eyes were lighting up and I'm thinking of 1 Corinthians 11. You proclaim his death until, until he, he comes. comes. Yeah. And so here, you know, you and I are a generation that 
when it happened, yeah, was yet unborn. We were, and now here and, we are, and, two thousand years. And we're later. of the nations. We're Gentiles. <laughs> and two thousand <laughs> years later, we are gathering around this table, this offering that has been given, and mm-hmm. we are eating of the sacrifice in memory, and. And, and now our kids, the next generation, are witnessing this, and they see it again and again and again and again. And I know some people ask, well, I mean, you do that every week. Doesn't it get old? Doesn't it lose its meaning? Well, no, it doesn't lose its meaning, because what is its meaning? Its meaning is to remember. Its meaning is not for me to feel all goose pimply and, oh, I'm just, oh, it's so wonderful. No, its meaning is I am remembering what Jesus did, and I'm passing it on to my kids. And you want to know how I accomplish that? I accomplish that by doing it again and again and again. I don't accomplish it by once in my life having this really meaningful memory or once a year having this really meaningful memory. I accomplish it by passing it on and saying this is important. We do it again and again and again because that's how often I need to remember. Yeah, well, and proclamation. You again, don't ju- you don't just say it again. one time. You say it again and again and again. Well, you know, it's that old story. My wife asked me, you know, you you haven't said you love me in a long time. Well, I told you on our wedding day I love you. If something changes, I'll tell you about I'll let it. You know. No, no. We say that again and again and again, and it doesn't lose its meaning from happening over and over again. And other people need to hear it, and other people need to see it yeah. to the ends of the world mm-hmm. and every generation. So th- there is a place for this. So when Absolutely. someone asks, well, doesn't it lose its meaning when you participate in this every first day of the week? No, that's actually fulfilling its meaning, because yeah. its meaning is to remember. Yeah. And I need to remember and to rejoice, and I need to rejoice. And this meal has gone to the ends of the earth And it has gone to generation after generation, and it will go to the next generation. And if the Lord allows the world to stay to the generation after that, it will continue until then for people to proclaim this message of Jesus on the cross, buried and resurrected for our salvation. And in fact, this coming Sunday, Mm -hmm. we in the Livingston congregation are going to get together, and we are going to participate in this wonderful feast and memorial. Mm-hmm. We'd love for you to come join us as we worship God, as we proclaim Jesus, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Why don't you come join us? You can learn more about that at christiansmeethere.org. We'd love to hear from you. If you've got any questions, if you've got uh, something you'd like to share with us that you're learning, suggestions for the podcast, ways to improve, uh, we, we'd love to hear that. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's go ahead and wrap up today and this week with a prayer. Andrew? Our great God and Father, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity because of the the sacrifices made by uh, brothers and sisters in Christ and their giving and contribution by your grace and opportunity to do this podcast and for 250 episodes. Father, how wonderful it is that this week and for this episode we could be looking at Psalm 22 and thinking about the greatest work that was ever done on my behalf uh, of Jesus on the cross and his death and his resurrection, and that glory. And Father, how wonderful it is, the participation and fellowship in that sacrifice through the Lord's Supper and that proclamation week in and week out on the first day of the week among your people. Father, my heart is just overflowing with joy and gratitude and thanksgiving for all that you bring about. And I pray for many, many more, the world over, and those yet unborn, to come to know this truth and to come into fellowship of this covenant. By your grace, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. 
I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.